Hello, I'm Jacob, and I'm sad about the price of Lego. Hi, I'm Kieran, and the aliens are coming! And this is Pop Goes Capitalism. What a time to be alive. I literally opened up the recording and Kieran greeted me with, the aliens are real. <laughs> yeah, apparently so, according to a whistleblower. Yeah, we've got yeah. aliens in the US, conveniently in the US, where they'll be safe. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. This is Pop Goes Capitalism, and the way we start this show is by asking each other, how have we been coping with late-stage capitalism this month? So, Kieran, how have you been coping? Binge-watching Modern Family. Ooh. Like, I've I've known about this show for, like, years, but I never really got into it. But my husband, Rico, and I managed to get through a season two, and it's, like, kind of, like, you know, like, it's coming into its own, and it's actually mm. really good. Like, I love it. Yeah. That's 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 really good actually. I I made it through like half an episode before giving up on it. I really oh. didn't. It didn't click with me. <laughs> Fair and, enough. And did it work? Did it ease the pain? No, no. Okay, that, that's that. <laughs> uh, and Jacob, how have you been coping with late stage capitalism this month? I've reached like a significant milestone in my year of not using Amazon for anything i thought it would be really hard but it turns out it's just like tat that you usually buy on there and like their algorithms are set up to just be like but what if we gave you a deal and and it's made me be more creative when i do need something like a charger or whatever but realistically everything's there and it's made going physically to the shops as like an occasion a bit more exciting oh yeah i'm regressing (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah rico and i recently cancelled our prime subscription Woo! and we've noticed that it's fine also tip for all of our listeners and and you because i worked it out i've i have cracked the fucking code and i really mean it so if you don't have prime you often get on like a lot of things with amazon if it's shipped by amazon free delivery on orders over 25 so if you want something, if you want one thing, just order two more things and then return them. Oh, that's a genius. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted a pair of sunglasses for a photo shoot I have coming up. Oh. Uh, so I just ordered three different pairs and then it qualified for free delivery. I and then see. I returned the two I didn't like. And they didn't charge me the delivery afterwards, so cha-ching, I win! <laughs> so I I, I was, like, helping my mum with something, and she still uses Amazon, so um, uh-huh. I was looking. And she's got a free trial of Prime. I, uh-huh. I don't. I don't. <laughs> so we were on our various devices, and she was like, can you get it for me? And I was like, okay, because I won't count it as a... I won't count it as me using Amazon just because yeah. my mum wanted something. Um, and she was like, I'll give you the money. And then I was like, you can get free delivery on Prime. And then we looked. And it turns out that the uh, when you're logged in with an account with Prime, 
The price is uh, a little bit higher. No. Counting not for that. the delivery that's not being added on. And I was like, the fuck? No. Do it. Try it. Try it. It's true. Oh, my good Lord. I knew they were shady with their prices, but that's like another level. So Amazon, yeah, I've stopped using them. I've done a year now feeling pretty good about not feeding Bezos's like dick-shaped rocket obsession. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. Uh, but did it work? Did it ease the pain? No, because, you know, no ethical consumption under capitalism. <sighs> That's that yeah. on that. Chit-chat? Chit-chat, woohoo! Let's chit some charts. Kieran, what's a car and in the charts? This week, Georgia Smith has hit a new peak of number 13 with mm. her song, Little Things. But I want to talk about <laughs> Keir Starmer. And more specifically, what does Keir Starmer think of the little things? Earlier in July, two eloquent and well-spoken students interrupted Keith's speech on education to ask him to maintain his £28 billion a year pledge to invest in green jobs and industry. Mm. He tweeted on the same day that he would never be shouted down or distracted from the mission to prevent, and I quote, working people people held back any longer. No, I'd get one in there. <laughs> he, he'd said that kids should be taught how to speak properly. But when they did, he accused them of shouting him down in a tweet that bordered illiterate with its glaring typos. Good one, Keith. <laughs> he did what? Yeah, well, he, well, he, 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 he said... I've <laughs> seen the clip. They weren't shouting. Uh, no. Wait, I mean, he called them... He, wait, he, he... Hang on a fucking second. He, he accused them of shouting him down. Yeah, on the same fucking day, he tweeted it. <laughs> he tweeted that he would never be shouted down, and it like linked to an article about the 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 student protesters, if you want to call them that. I wouldn't even really call them protesters, not to be disrespectful to them all on their side and everything. But they just like held up a little banner and like asked him a question. You know, it's not even protesting. This uh, well, man. No, but it is. No, I don't. I, if they want to be called protesters, I'll happily, uh, you know respect them and call them that i don't god i'm getting myself into a hole here careful but, you're uh, gonna end up saying assigned <laughs> protester at birth if you're not careful <laughs> but like like i just mean that it, it wasn't like an aggressive form of protest it was very civil and and calm. it's the kind of protest they always encourage us to do they're like yeah exactly. yeah you should do it quietly and like yeah. in the corner and where we can't see you yeah well also i mean this is i'm going off paced here and unscripted but i really <laughs> have a problem with with that whole speech he did if if you don't <laughs> want to run that risk don't have like 10 students behind you as you speak using them as bloody props to support your center right fucking policy agenda they're not props Ugh. they're his human shields <laughs> he would have just he runs behind them when the Q&A section starts <laughs> look at all cover. these children <laughs> he, he, he's not fat, he's not popular with children is he he's not popular with anyone apart from I don't know the right wing and like the Murdoch press anyway later on this month 
Keir Starmer earned the trending Twitter... Oh, I shouldn't say Twitter, but we'll get onto that later. Oh, God, help us uh, Earned the trending Twitter hashtag of Sir Kid Starver. <laughs> Excellent political nickname. 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. Yeah. Yeah. After he said that he would not scrap the two-child benefit cap if Labour comes to power. This policy was enacted by the Conservative government in 2015 and it plunged an estimated one and a half million children into poverty. Scrapping the cap would lift a quarter of a million children out of poverty. So, Jacob, if I'm honest, I don't really know what to say. Uh, I put these two stories together because they happened in the same month. Um, I guess my question is, do you think Keir Starmer hates the little things? In other words children <laughs> don't insult children like that <laughs> these little shits um <laughs> uh, i mean keith doesn't really have any morals <laughs> that's a yeah. position i'm willing to stand by now um like i was i was thinking this since like we know before 2025 there has to be a general election even though it's kind of in uh, Rishi's hands we have yeah. this this upcoming election and we have this dipshit leading the main left heavy air quotes party in the country and everything he seems to say goes against literally everything i believe in and yeah, it's gotten yeah. to the point where i am going to very openly on this podcast say I'm not fucking voting for this prick. I'm not giving him that that I'm not I'm not voting in the lesser of two evils. I'm voting yeah. for a person I believe in. If that's like and you can truth a democracy two party system me all you like, but there is no fucking way I will ever <laughs> vote for this guy, especially after apparently last night Keith personally confirmed that Labour has abandoned its commitment to trans rights stand, stating that a woman is an adult female. He also ruled out self-ID for trans people. So this guy is like a Tory, dickhead. just Tory at this point. <laughs> Not even Tory light. This is the Tory party of ye olden days, the new Tory party. God knows where they've fucked off to the stratosphere of the alt-right. But now we've got like a firm conservative Labour party. What's yeah. the fucking point in them? It's like yeah. that... that fecking Doctor Who quote where Amy Pond is like, well, what's the fucking point of you? <laughs> you don't have a point. You're just there yeah. to be status quo, apologising to the rich for ever letting them down. I, yeah, Sir Kid Starver, that's, that's weak. Little shit. Fucking yeah, fuck. I, hate him. I can't stand this yeah, man. I really can't stand him. It's, so yeah, don't vote Labour. Vote Green. For fuck's sake, this the, man. The like, depressing thing is like, yeah, in terms of the general election, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Because the way I see it is it's like, it doesn't seem like anything's really going to get better under Labour. And but while people I, will say the lesser of two evils, but there's, this is the yeah, but, evil. Yeah, but if they're both evil, like, I, I'm not advocating for voting Tory and I won't be. Oh, God, but, no. But, like, if we have five more years of Tory government... That means we, in a way, it's like we can get a socialist government, in theory, in five years if the Tories win, or 10 years minimum 
if Keir wins. Do you get me? Because if Keir Starmer wins this election, there'll be five years of Labour government. Then if they lose, they'll lose to a Tory government plus five years. And only at that 10-year mark could there be a, like, socialist Labour party again. Hmm. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, scary. Because it's, like... Voting for the lesser of two evils means it takes even longer to get an actually, like, socialist government. It's so depressing. I would like a revolution now, please. Speaking of revolutions, actually, towards the end of July, Taylor Swift's uh, version of her own song, I Can See You, (laughs) made its first appearance in the UK Top 40, and a group I hope you can all see are uh, called Just Stop Oil, who have been making headlines for protesting something, you know, is banned in England because it's not polite or quiet enough. <laughs> and so, as some news sites wrote, who are Just Stop Oil and what do they want? That was a real headline, by the way. <laughs> Breaking news! <laughs> they want to stop oil, I believe. Oh because, you know, the planet, she's warming, the ocean, she's rising, and people with power just seem intent on profit-driven death drives into the abyss. So Just Stop Oil want the British government, whoever that may be, to commit to ending all new fossil fuel licensing and production, or Just Stop Oil. It's quite simple enough. Alas, yeah. the British public are fucking outraged that orange paint and confetti is being used to disrupt their favourite pastimes for... God knows what, five minutes as the government tried to paint these protesters as terrorists. <laughs> this month alone <laughs> saw two protesters interrupt a tennis match at Wimbledon by throwing <gasps> jigsaw pieces and orange confetti onto the court. Four protesters set off a flare and threw orange powder onto the green at the Open Championships. This is golf. I had to Google this because it didn't say anywhere what an Open Championship even was. We had two protesters uh, interrupt the first night of the proms. Five protesters charged by the police after halting vital corporate support for the LGBTQ plus community at Coke's float at London Pride. (laughs) And maybe most iconically, we saw a woman throw orange confetti at George Osborne's wedding causing what can only be described as an absolute media meltdown. Condemnation of this lady who threw confetti, a common thing thrown at weddings, at a politician's literal wedding to his actual political advisor at the time he was doing, you know, social murder under David Cameron's Tory government. Mm. How dare she? If you saw any of the coverage of this, but not the clip itself, like me, until two days ago, you'd think she'd held him hostage in an orange basement or something. <laughs> what are your thoughts on a just-off-oil, Kieran? Uh, orange is the new black, you know, we live. Oh, fuck yes. I, 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 I yeah. I mean, I support them, yeah. I. Me too. I like, I like yeah, them. I, I think they're and, good. And, and, Everyone gets everyone gets their knickers in a twist so much about it. It's like, oh no, they're spraying this like bank building orange. No, oh, God okay. forbid. And guess what? When it fucking floods, also, the, yeah, because a lot of the shit they do is in London, isn't it? Like, yeah. 
haven't you seen that prediction where it's like i can't remember if it's 2030 or 2050 but it's like the thames will like burst its banks and like so much will flood oh i can't wait for westminster to be gone it's like it won't <laughs> like it won't matter if the bank is is painted orange if it's underwater i don't know i think it'll look better in orange underwater you know it stands out so they can like when they're swimming to work in their like wetsuits um which is why they're called wetsuits because they're wetsuits um they're swimming in their wetsuits to the the bank they can find it easier they're doing them a job if if they paint it orange it'll be the closest thing to coral that we have left Oh no! The ruins of a civilization that once was. Artificial coral. Yeah, but think um, about it. If London floods, that's the Met gone as well. Maybe climate change isn't bad. <laughs> maybe she's no, our kidding. friend all I'm along. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't stop oil. <laughs> oh no! Um, I've come around yeah. on this point. Maybe we. Should, maybe I'm against the protesters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but, um, yeah, that pride thing. Oh, like, coax floats. So, so ridiculous. <laughs> Vital support. Like, like, like they didn't spray like, like the heart stopper float. You know what I mean? Well, no. Why would they? They, did, the, they didn't they're attack- just creatives doing creative things in a like capitalist media landscape. Yeah, like they Coke. didn't attack they Coke. Didn't attack, on like, the other hand, yeah, Coca Cola. They're yeah. in. They're into some bad shit. And it, and it really annoys me, like to hear members of the. I mean, mainly the G, sadly, but, the, you know, the LGBT plus community. Oh, the white gays. Like, <laughs> arguing against Just Stop Oil doing this. It, it's just really disappointing. And Like, I guess we should be used to it because of the whole gays for Trump shit. You know, there's always this, <sighs> this stuff from... It yeah, never gets white, easier. Cis white gay males. It never gets uh, easier. I would, like, because... I would like to exclude myself from this narrative. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of them, I swear. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel as a white person. <laughs> just shame. Just, just. Oh my god, why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why did we do that? It's For like all of family, history. It's like when a family member does something embarrassing, and you like kind of put your head down and like, you know, put your hand over your eyes, and you're like, "Not me, not me." <laughs> Yeah, it's like um, when I see like people like dragging protesters around and like assaulting <gasps> them. Did you see it... that most recent one? I've seen a lot of horrific ones like, in like recent like, times, but which like, one are we saying here? Well, it was a road. Is it the one where he <laughs> kicks really the person's specific. head in? Oh fuck yeah, that's the defining moment. Yeah, I'd forgotten the detail. Yeah, that was like truly <sighs> like I felt I felt a little ill. What what possesses somebody to be that violent against people who, at best, are just making your commute a little longer? And you know what it probably is? It's probably a lot of misplaced anger towards a state that's failed them. A system Life's that is good. oppressive. Yeah. And then Exploitative. you're Exploitative. Anger. But, but then you don't really understand that and see the root of it. So then, just stop oil... Are like the straw that breaks the camel's back and you're like but i need to get to work on time for my minimum wage job which means i can barely pay rent and afford to eat you're you're ruining my life just stop oil 
you know? Let's be honest. If you're in a fancy car, you're probably not on minimum wage. You're probably like, you, oh, you've got middle manager. I don't know, but a lot of these, uh, they seem to be getting out of like the flattest car imaginable, which tends to suggest like, you know, Teslas and Jaguars uh, and like, yeah. you know, the flatter the car, the richer you are, is my saying. <laughs> god that's so great i love that it rhymes yeah me too because uh we uh, there's where i live there's quite a few like people with like teslas and they're so fucking flat what what is it with the flat cars i hate them i think they're ugly as sin but like what 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 is the obsession with flat cars rico has quite a flat car so i can't comment (laughs) (laughs) this is not a read on your husband (laughs) (laughs) Legally, I have not said anything. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then also, I want to mention. I want to mention that clip about George Osborne. Oh my god, iconic! Because I did see the clip very oh, quickly, well, but I saw quickly. it very oh, quickly okay, yeah. because when I saw that, when I saw that article, I was like, "Bitch, here we go." I was like, <laughs> "Click, click, 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 click." I need get, to watch it now. Get me over there. And I was just like so bitterly disappointed. <laughs> I was like, is that it? Is that it really? It was so short. <laughs> it was like, uh, you know, no disrespect to the person who threw the confetti, you know, slay. But, um, uh, she wasn't even part of like the, like an official, that wasn't an official yeah. Just Stop All action, even though they were iconic in their response to it saying like, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what they said in response, but it was quite good considering it wasn't one yeah. of their like uh, planned actions. Wasn't it basically um, like this wasn't us but Slay? Like this this person had vibe. dressed up in like wed- t- typical wedding attire, had the yes. purse with the confetti ready. Like that that just oh I love I love the planning. So good. Yeah. Uh, chaotic good, I would call her. Yes, chaotic good, and we love to see it. So, in other news, Nathan Dorr, Joel Corey, and Ella Henderson's recent hit. 0800 Heaven has clung on to its former peak at position number nine in the charts this month. Ella Henderson, recently of Tory Party Conference post Pride <laughs> Circuit performing fame, yes, got her. St- <laughs> well, she got her start on the X Factor, mm. finishing in sixth place in the 2012 series. <laughs> Someone else who seems rather obsessed with the X Factor is Elon Musk, who recently announced his intention to rebrand Twitter to X and (laughs) remove all bird references from the platform. A tweet will be called an X. You will re-X something rather than retweeting it. That's just Rex. (laughs) Rex it, yeah. Wait, instead... Quo... Quotex. Quex. <laughs> Quex. Quex has a nicer ring to it. We shouldn't give him any ideas, though. I we should help not. Him. No, he cannot uh, steal legally. I have patented yeah. this. Yes. In, yeah. <laughs> I trademark it here and now. <laughs> um, yeah, and the cute little bird logo will be no more. Which is yeah. So fail. in in doing so, he inexplicably. Mm-hmm. removes all the brand recognition twitter has built over two whole decades doesn't seem like a decision a billionaire that worked their way up and earned all their money through their hard work and innate intelligence and talent amen american dream would have made 
One theory is that he's trying to run Twitter into the ground, given what an effective vehicle it was for left-wing organising. And given how poorly he's handling the platform, I see how this theory might be true. (laughs) So, here's a brief history of the world's richest man's relationship to the letter X. (laughs) Do you want some elevator music? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Should I speak? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. In 1999, he co-founded the banking service X.com, which then merged with Confinity Inc. to become PayPal. Then he founded SpaceX in 2002. And in 2015, he launched the Tesla Model X to sit alongside models S, 3 and Y, which spell out sexy. No! <sighs> yeah. No! Actually, yeah. Oh, fuck him! I hate he's this li- man so much. He's literally that, like, straight 15-year-old who's, like, straight straight boy 15-year-old who's, like, not that popular, but he's, like... <laughs> I wrote you know? boobs on a calculator. <laughs> and now yeah. I've evolved to the point where I can write boobies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's literally that. Um, yeah, but I'm not done yet. In 2017, he bought back the X.com domain from PayPal for its sentimental value. <laughs> In 2020, Elon named his new baby boy XAI. Just fucking Google it if you're interested because I don't have a clue how to say it. And I apologize to that poor child, but it's your parents' fault, not mine. Earlier this month, he also announced a new company called XAI. Oh, and he's Ronco's basilisking it again, isn't he? Oh my it's, god. It's it's absurd. I, I literally. Um yeah, so on the independent, they theorize a number of reasons as to why he's so hot for the letter X. X is the unknown variable in algebra. Well, he is an unknown variable, I'll give him that. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> X embodies unique imperfections. X Don't means it. multiplication. X is a phonetic chameleon. <laughs> okay. X signifies the end of something. X can represent an error. Citation Personally, I think they're giving this unintelligent, wealthy man far <laughs> too much credit. I'd argue, though, that if X is any of the meanings that they listed with respect to Twitter's rebrand, it's probably that X represents an error. Mm. So I know you're no longer directly involved with the shit show that is X. (laughs) I can't say it without laughing, Jacob. I really can't say that he's ruined a fucking character of the alphabet for me. Yeah. Absolute arsehole. But yeah, what do you think about this all, Jacob? (laughs) As a joke, we should all just start calling it Kiss. Oh, <laughs> how my... an X is a kiss. The Independent left out that interpretation. Maybe it's because Twitter as X will all be about love and positive vibes. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> as Do you have a... a tumbleweed sound effect? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> we should get one. We should. <laughs> Crickets and sheeping. Oh yeah, crickets would work. <laughs> Wait, do you think it'd be cool for us to use? Do you think we'd be allowed to use the RuPaul one, or is there like a knockoff one? 
You know oh, the. Oh God. Well, that yeah. wasn't it, but you, yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. We, what we, do we you should probably create one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I could do a knockoff one. <laughs> um, I hadn't considered that he might purposefully be trying to run it into the ground because of how good it is for organising against capital. That's a really interesting point because if we think about it, he does not like. Um, he doesn't like unions. He doesn't like workers. He likes to yep. mistreat workers and steal their ideas, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's basically mm-hmm. like the Willy Wonka of the real world, <laughs> or the Edison of the modern day. Was it Edison that did the stealing, or was it somebody else? Oh, because he didn't actually do the light bulb, did he? No, somebody he paid a bunch did. of bitches to just work, and then he took the ideas that they did because he paid them like minimum wage to work for him or whatever the fuck. I don't know the story. Listen to Respect the Dead. They have an episode on him. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a really good point, because as we can clearly see, this bitch ain't intelligent enough to be running like a multi-million pound business. Yeah. Um, because the decisions that are made are always like, well, these people, they made it to where they're at astronomical wealth through like insane cleverness and market forces being like, they're really yeah. good at like manipulating <laughs> the market and understanding shit. Like basically anybody could find themselves in this spot it just happens to be this dipshit that yeah. managed it and so now he has a class interest in staying where he is and twitter was a very very good platform for you know organizing and also yeah. pointing out how ridiculous people like him absolutely are and i know he had like a big fan base well we say big <laughs> he had fans on there and people that would like suck his toes if he asked them to his community of weird 15 year old (laughs) straight boys but when you like (laughs) look at that in the grand scheme of things twitter was a lot more useful to you know people on the ground who needed to get information out there quickly and that's gone that resource is just fucking gone now and it it strikes me that that's that when you said that, I was like, maybe he is trying to drive it into the ground now that it's not useful if to anybody, basically. Not yeah, even I mean, brands want to stay. Yeah, because, like, I don't I don't think he's intelligent, but... I don't think intelligence like, don't, is a good measure of anything. Well, yeah, I, don't think he, I don't think he's very smart with his decisions, but I can't comprehend that he would be so, so stupid like th- this stupid i sh- so it, it makes sense to me and uh i'm not saying this i'm legally excluded allegedly 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 because i can't i don't have the article to hand but uh allegedly i think there was something about his ex-wife messaging him to run it to the ground <laughs> what that was on like the guard crimes. or something <laughs> oh no no not that one. Oh, okay <laughs> oh no not that not that one okay <laughs> no a different ex-wife yeah but um also yeah in the rebranding going off piece again uh in the rebranding uh he uh got them to take twitter off of the building like the oh my god the police were called weren't they yep uh an (laughs) unauthorized street closure so now it just says uh (laughs) that would have been a better rebrand just er (laughs) Uh-huh. It, it kind of makes sense with how Elon's running it as well. Like, let's log on to, uh, 
It also has like a sense of trepidation about it and fear, you know. Yeah, which kind of makes sense. And and yeah, I relate to it. It's how I feel when I log on to. Twitter. I love how this dipshit can run a website completely into the ground and then this month announce a brand new company called XAI. Failing upwards, though, isn't it? It's what these people do. They do. They fall up. Yeah. Money just... Once you hit, like, a certain threshold of money, you just, you're just you just on, like, an upward spiral. Yeah, like, money does grow on trees when you become <laughs> that wealthy. If only it, it did. Capitalism, eh? Yeah, that was depressing, actually. Um, that yeah. was the fucking news. Chit chat, it's done. Woo-hoo! We chatted, we chitted, we chatted, it's done. <laughs> that is my faithful recreation of one of the songs from the Heartstopper soundtrack. Oh, I recognize it. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm glad you recognized it because I was like is that going to is that going to come across? Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, let's go on to today's deep dive then in a much lighter mood than our previous deep dives. Today, we're looking Yay. at how they soundtracked Heartstopper. So almost 10 years ago in 2014, when I was just a closeted 16-year-old obsessed with Brad from The Vamp, so much so that I eventually (laughs) brought a t-shirt that said, Brad Simpson is my boyfriend. Mm. (laughs) The world was first introduced to a fictional couple who would come to rule the internet with an iron fist. (laughs) Nick Nelson and Charlie Spring both appeared in Alice Oseman's debut novel, Solitaire, in supporting roles after publishing two ebook novellas featuring them in 2015. That was this winter and Nick and Charlie. They went on to get their own graphic novel webcomic, which launched in 2016, featuring Alice's art and writing. The webcomic became so popular, a Kickstarter campaign to publish physical versions was launched in June 2018, reaching its target amount in under two hours. What? Later that year, Hatchet Children's Groups acquired the rights to the physical publishing of the first two graphic novels, and the snowball just kept growing from there. Yay. <laughs> in 2019, Seesaw Films purchased the television rights for Heartstopper and Netflix acquired the distribution rights in 2021. As much as I want to scream about all the weirdness around who owns what here, what I am <laughs> hoping will be a lighter episode, I want to talk about how you soundtrack a popular graphic novel series without insulting an already established fan base. So, Kieran, what do you remember about the music of Heartstopper when you first watched it? Um, so, are we talking commercial music or like the the go like go go wherever your like... mind wants you to go? Tell me, like, what was your first impression of the music overall? Magical, truly, magical? truly yeah. magical. Like uh, when Nick and Charlie have their their first kiss, mm-hmm. like. The music for that, like I f- you feel it in your chest. Like it was just also magical and dreamy, and it was very like I found it very modern, but mm. very in a comforting way. 
like it was quite unique i feel like like with the the synths like the main synth that they use yeah um like it's just gorgeous and like as a music producer like i'm a sucker for like synths and like production things it just sounded so raw and organic and it just it just contributed so much to the feel of the entire show i think yeah Yeah. i think the thing that stood out for me when i first watched it was just how every musical call whether it was the like baseline soundtrack or the commercial music that pops up here and there and in the credits it's just how it all like fit together so fucking well I've learned to never, like, get my hopes up when it comes to music and TV shows and movies. But when I tell you I screamed twice during the first season of Heartstopper, I am not (laughs) lying. Any idea which tracks gave me that reaction? One's quite obvious, but the other might be a bit more obscure. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, Lucid? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course Lucid. Rina Sawayama gave me that reaction yeah. rico and i were like oh my god it's lucid oh my god we i love this song we love this song yeah we were like really i don't excited. think straight boy harry would be playing lucid at his party however but because maybe, of the context i was like i don't care maybe maybe he, his parents accidentally hired one of us <laughs> you know what i mean maybe, maybe yeah. it was just like a mistake like if, if if that was a true like sixteen year old from like the school down the road from me, it would be like, oh pussy woman, duh, 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 <laughs> rapping. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it would be. <laughs> That's my oh, impression the, of rap. <laughs> you, you could also take the angle though that if he wants like to find a girlfriend, you know, he's trying to get the like, girls by playing queer pop. It, <laughs> A song about queer orgasms. <laughs> the girls and the gays. You know, they're united. <laughs> We're taking over. <laughs> but no, there was another song that um made me scream louder than Rena's because I just didn't see it coming. It's a song that like meant such a lot to me as a queer young person um, seven years ago. <laughs> Oh what? Uh, I I uh, 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 I don't have a clue. No, any guesses at all? <sighs> Clearest blue? Nope. But no. that is a good moment. I do like that moment. No, the song that made me scream because mm. partially out of shock and joy and everything <laughs> was Shura. What's it gonna be? Ah, such a gorgeous song. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, the music video is like pure queer joy. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's like the like it, it's Heartstopper. It's 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 about oh her and her brother having a plan to like meet their crushes in school or whatever. Um, uh-huh. And the start of the video, you think, oh, it's taking like a heterosexual angle at this, but by the end uh-huh. of it, they're they're with their like same sex partners walking out of the school. Oh. I watched this on repeat. I don't even remember. Like, I heard Aww. the song for the first time on Greg James Radio One Drive Time Show. Uh-huh. It might have been like Tune of the Week or something, and that became like my obsession. I was obsessed with it. I played it on my community radio show, and then I saw the video, and I was like, "Oh my god, this <laughs> is my favorite thing ever!" Uh huh. And what, what was the moment that it was played in the show again? 
the moment is when Charlie runs after Nick in the rain and kisses him. <gasps> oh, yes. No, that's magical. And the song is called What's It Gonna Be, which in the video is like them being like, who's it gonna be? Like, what, what, what do uh-huh. I want to be popular or do I want to kiss my boyfriend? And uh-huh. then hearing that in that show, it just worked so perfectly. It melted my heart and brought me so much queer joy. And I was like, yeah, uh-huh. queer people worked on this show. <laughs> Yeah, for um, sure. So do you have a favourite Heartstopper music moment from season yes. one? Yes, go I on, do. Yes, on. I do. <laughs> Clearest Blue. Oh, okay. I, I didn't I didn't want to guess it earlier on because I was like, <laughs> no, I want to save it for myself. <laughs> that Clearest is a blue. gorgeous moment. It's just absolutely fucking euphoric. And mm-hmm. and, uh, and and it's also such a beautiful moment in the show because it's one of the it's one of the cool quirky graphic mo graphic novel like moments with yeah. the rainbow going around around them while they kiss. It's just oh my god! And, and then, don't forget and then, Nick's bisexual lighting. Yes, and Nick's longing look at them, oh. like like I know what I want. Oh. Oh, I just love it. That song, we played that song at our wedding and forced everyone to dance. Oh my God, did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh my we God, like, you we have to. <laughs> it was like, it was just so euphoric. Like we knew that that had to be on our wedding playlist. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Also, while we're on the topic of the wedding, so I get it out all in one go, we <laughs> walked... So we had a, without getting into too much detail, we had our wedding on a mound. It was like very... A mound I have seen. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very... uh, Because I was not at the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a very weird thing. Like uh, like two ceremonies. Um, But like, so we walked up the mound instead of walking down the aisle, basically. Oh my God, I didn't know that. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, we walked in, there are two paths up and we walked different paths up oh and like circled around in different ways and then joined oh my God, at the top stop it you two <laughs> um uh but we walked up to i think kiss from the heartstopper soundtrack it was no. one of the heartstopper things one, oh one my of the soundtrack God, you two. and i think we walked down the mound to heartstopper oh yeah because oh. we just fell in love with the show and it was like a month i like we ended up watching it i think like two or three months before we got married like we watched it around a month after it came out yeah because we didn't know the graphic novels we weren't like yeah we weren't like into it yeah you know? neither did like, i we didn't didn't know about it at all um but yeah yeah and now we fell in love with it oh i did not i can't believe i didn't know that about your wedding that's so cute <laughs> Yeah, we did. Well, we didn't want the. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Didn't want that, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it goes. <laughs> no, I only know that that like first little bit. <laughs> and then, like, I'll draw a blank. <laughs> uh, another music moment, actually, that I want to bring up whilst we're on to it about uh, while we're talking like weddings, my hypothetical future wedding to some mysterious force that I find from outer space or something. Uh, the song I want played <laughs> after aliens. watching Heartstone. <laughs> yeah, the aliens. I'm marrying one of them. Uh, <laughs> 
the song I want at like the first dance or whatever happens at weddings. I don't even know if I want a wedding, but like that's very far out of my mind because yeah. I'm not exactly in a relationship right now. But the song I know that I would want like as like a first dance or whatever is Be of a Doobie Dance With Me from the snow oh. scene. Oh, yeah. Or maybe a funeral. I don't know which. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> it's just such a nice song. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know that song before it, and it got me into Beerbadoobie. So thank you, Heartstopper. I didn't know that's how you pronounced their name. Didn't you? Beerbadoobie. No, I just read it. I I read it, and uh, no offence to that artist, but I was like, that's a bit too long for me. (laughs) She's great. I love her. (laughs) And with all of of the vowels as well, I was like, I'm a little confused. Were you like, Beerbadoobie? I was about to spell it, spell the name out letter by letter. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way I could do it. B A B, no B E A B, Bab. Um, yeah. Any other music moments whilst we're here? I can't think of one off the top of my head. Oh. I'm being a flop again. I, I can't remember the songs. Clearly, I need to brush up on season one before season two comes out. Oh, I've already um, got the plan. I, I've already got... I know exactly when I'm watching it ahead of season two, oh, really? so I can spend the whole day watching season two. Oh, oh. <laughs> Pause for a moment to, to say that Rico can't get the day off work when Heartstopper comes out. <gasps> the cheek. I mean, so, I'd write a letter of complaint to the boss. Homophobia. Yeah. Yeah. Transphobia, yeah, so, homophobia, uh, queerphobia. Yep. Everything. Get them. Yep. Get them. No, I'm, I'm very... Uh, so, yeah, that, uh, that... Devastating. Devastating. Absolutely atrocious behaviour on their part. Yeah. Um, Get them. Yeah, but the, uh, the music... Uh, another music moment I loved was... Uh, I think it's when Nick and Charlie are in the corridor in episode eight. And I think Moment in the Sun... Oh, is it Come one of the soundtrack down. moments? Yeah. Oh, like, yes. Winter, spring, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And when we were signing the registry at our legal ceremony in the morning, we had that song playing. Oh. Yeah. It was really I a heart stopper wedding. Oh, we should, I wish I'd I should try and, try and promote it to Alice. Heart stopper wedding. Look, we had a heart stopper wedding. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I feel like they'd love that. (laughs) Yeah. Don't know why, but I feel like they would. (laughs) So, what do we think made the music in Heart Stopper fit so well? For me, I think it's the same reason that Heart Stopper works so well as a show altogether, because it's made by queer people. You can clearly see that queer people made it for queer people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's not just a cast that's made up of like various queer actors. It's a whole production made up of various queer identities, including Alice Oseman themselves. Like a lesser show absolutely would have used like a Troy Savan song for a Nick and Charlie moment. And that's no shade to Troy there, but I don't think it would have worked. I really don't. I can start imagining season two when they're more like physical with each other because they're like properly together. Like I feel the rush. <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I swear <laughs> you got it. You called it. It, it I, like they would if it was made by like the straights. They'd be if like, it was made oh, by the straights or just gay. cis gays. 
Uh, maybe, yeah. I have read a lot of novels by cis gays that focus a bit too much on the... And then his erect penis. Like, that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, I I came here for the story. (laughs) Fifty Shades of Death. No, that would be my hands hung there, handcuffs bound, uh, blindfold initiated. I don't know. Something to that effect. (laughs) Puppy hood on. He gave me the popper's bottle. (laughs) I feel a rush. I can't. I can't today. (laughs) (laughs) Tries to carry on with the script. Not only did we get an incredible range of songs used throughout the series, we also got like a semi-official series single. Which I wish we got more of these days. I don't know if you ever watched Love, Victor on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah, we did. Because after Heartstopper, <laughs> Rico and I felt completely starved for gay content. Yeah. So then we did Love, Victor. Then we did Young Royals. Then oh, we did, then we did uh, Uncoupled. I don't even know that one. Then we did Smiley. Don't know that one. That's a Spanish language one. Uh, oh, okay. Uncoupled is the one with Neil Patrick Harris in. Um, but yeah, okay. we completely like binged all the all the queer content we could find. So yeah, I do know Love Victor. Yeah, yeah, you'll remember <laughs> their shocking attempt at a theme song. Oh, what was that? How did it go? Waiting I for do... the time. Oh yeah. Waiting for but the place. Not, do you not like that? I don't think it fit. The way Heartstopper did it with, like, the title cards without, like, a, an opening theme song. I don't think... Like, people were like, what if oh, I, yeah. Heartstopper had Colours of You play every episode? I was like, no, that would just sound shit. Yeah. Also, it's I find, too commercial. I, it's rubbish. Uh, I hate it. Yeah, like, a point A point I have about the music is that I find, I find it very immersive. Mm. And I think, to that point, a title sequence would would be like so whiplashy for Heartstopper. Takes you like, out of it. Hmm. Really, yeah, so much. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm glad that they don't do it like that. But yeah, that said, I still love Colours of You, even though I don't think it appears at all in the actual series. It was used no, for the initial think... trailer when it was first being teased and the official artwork for that track from Baby Queen has the, the Heartstopper leaves and it was apparently written from Nick's perspective. Again, the track's oh. beautiful. Um, yeah, because he's like covered in the colours of Charlie, and it's nice. Oh. I like it, and I think it's it, oh. it was good getting her involved because she's an artist who doesn't label her sexuality but is open about her sexual attractions, which I think really helps oh. bring home the show's message as well as the direction. I think the LGBTQ plus community really should be travelling more towards, especially given like everyone accusing Kit Connor of queer baiting. Yeah. Like, a person oh, no, can't that do was, that. Oh. <sighs> oh, that was absolutely... Like, I you never do... for him. Like, I don't really speak out as much as I probably should about a lot. Like, doing, like, like you know, the Instagram typey posts. But mm. when, that, when that fucking happened, I did a three-story fucking rant. Oh, my God, I, I, was can't, I don't so, remember that. I was so fuming. I was I like, mean, it's completely too. disgusting. Oh, my. Oh, oh, yeah. Because, like, I can, I get the place of anger that that comes from. Like, the, um, like, thinking, like, there's a, a straight actor playing a gay role for, like, fame or whatever. But, like, that's not how you, you can't look at it like that, especially not, like, in 2023. 
You just can't. Yeah, and, it, and we should be striving, I think, to, you know, have more representation of, you know, like LGBT plus people playing LGBT plus characters. But I don't think we can be absolutist about it. No, you know? and I think it's it's like very one important. Straight, one straight can slip through the net. It's fine. <laughs> as long as they're respectful and not a homophobic <laughs> asshole. Like, I think it's okay. Well, yeah, you like, n- Kit never did anything that would suggest he wasn't, like, like an ally if like to the community if he was straight. He yeah. was just existing, doing his job, and was also saying he wasn't comfortable talking about his sexuality but he was or yeah. he wasn't he was comfortable in it but not talking about it or something like that in all the interviews before yeah. and it's like you, why couldn't you respect the man well do you remember though it was also like it was also just the the, the absolute insanity oh whew, deep breath um <laughs> the picture coming out of kit connor holding Sorry, I don't know her name. Uh, oh, yeah. That girl's hand. Somebody's that, hand. That girl. Sorry. Sorry, that Sorry girl. to that girl. <laughs> um, and then everyone's like, he's queer, baby. He's straight. I'm like, what the fuck? Bisexuality. What What the f- Hello? Pansexuality, like, oh my... bisexuality, asexuality. You can be bi. And be in, 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 in an opposite sex relationship. I mean, uh, yeah, because yeah, that's what they assumed was going on by the what by the two pictures of holding hands. Like, if he were in that relationship, he would still be by. Oh my god! Because <laughs> as an autistic person, I know I struggle with separating actors from their roles. So, uh huh. Like knowing that. Nick and Charlie aren't together in real life is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but you can't force two actors to be together, even though I feel yeah. like that's what people were insinuating. Like, you should be with Joe Locke, and if you're not with Joe Locke, then you're not really queer. Fuck you. I mean, there, there was that really, like, dark era of Disney, though, wasn't there? Where, like, everyone was, like, dating, but a lot of it was, like, PR-driven. Oh, God, was there? Ugh. I can't remember so Grim. much, but wasn't it like, yeah, Miley Cyrus is with a Jonas brother or something, and then I can't remember. I so mean, that much, could have but... also just been proximity, like your peers, and you work yeah. on like, similar TV shows, and you're always around each other, and you're just there, so you're just like, right, fuck, let's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, but uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that whole bite, but it was like season one was basically the bisexual season. Like, Do you think? Of Heartstopper. Yeah. I think it was like the real focus, like the focal point. Yeah. Even though I think it I had agree. representation of a lot of the LGBT plus community. Like the main focus is Nick and Charlie. And the main focus of season one was like Nick coming to terms with being bisexual. Mm. I would argue. I think so the, actually bringing it back to the um to the way the direction I was going with this is you can kind of see that in the singles. Because if you look at single one, which is Colours of You, Baby Queen's yeah. new sort of associated with Heartstopper in some way, because it was premiered on their Instagram, We Can Be Anything, is uh, yeah. is a very different song to Colours of You. I found it very, like, strange in a good way. But, oh like, yeah, strange. It, it was it was weird. I, I wasn't it. expecting it to sound as it did. It's sort of like a motivational song that seems to be about 
overcoming mental health struggles, from what I could tell. Well, that would make sense. And I mean, if you go on the trailer alone, it seems like it's about Nick struggling to find the right time to come out to other people. But if you've read the graphic novels, you could read that as Charlie being diagnosed with an eating disorder. Yeah. We don't know if this season is going to cover two graphic novels over eight episodes like the first season did or whether it's going to slow down a bit. We Just know to nothing. say, I've, I've not read book four yet. Oh, fuck. But, no, I did Have I just about... spoiled something? No, I saw that online. Oh, okay. Uh, a long time ago. So, so luckily, the thing you said about book four, I already know. Mm. <laughs> so, so it's all fine. Don't worry. I'm just um, thinking about what else I've put in the script. <laughs> I don't think there's anything more. It's because I'm waiting for Rico to finish reading book three because we try and stay like a book together. Come on, Rico. Yeah, you might be spoiled by season two if you're not careful. Oh, yeah, Rico's getting concerned. <laughs> and I am too. I am too. <laughs> what do you reckon then? Do you think it's going to cover one season, one graphic novel or two for the second season? Well, here's where I need to be careful about spoilers because of that fucking review I read. Uh, have I mentioned yeah. that yet? Um, we haven't mentioned I, that no. uh, Kieran's read a review of the uh, second season of Heartstopper and so knows more than I do. So I know the soundtrack. Uh, Which like we're getting on to. <laughs> um, and I know about the graphic novels it covers. Oh, fuck, you know. So I can't even ask you this question. Okay. What my guess would have been, based on what they'd said beforehand, you know, like in the discussion of making. Yeah. Like when Alice Oseman was saying things about season two as they were filming and everything, and they were doing interviews, would have been that it covers book three. Yeah. So that's kind of like what my prediction was. I've kind of chopped and changed. I've been like, okay, they've said they're slowing down like the story in the second one. So I thought maybe it'll go like maybe a book and a half because it doesn't have to stick to the books either. It can be like a little bit forward or whatever. And then when they release the info that there's two more novels, graphic novels coming, I was like, well, it would make sense to do two and then the final two for the third season. So Uh... they get it all in. But do obviously I don't know what it's going to cover, so... Do you think it'll only be three seasons? Do you think that'll be it? Young Royals got capped at three. I feel like Netflix being constantly out of money suggests that they greenlit yeah. two seasons at once so that people have time to pre- mentally prepare that that's the end of that. But I would love more than three. I think I think Alice said four, was it four that she said? Would be the uh, yeah. ideal length of the the to tell the story properly, because like for me, like I obviously like more seasons is better, you know. But yeah. but like when Young Royals they announced it was the final season, I read the interview where where the writer said, like we'd always planned on three. Yeah, you know, this is the end of the story, and then it's like, well, I would have loved Young Royals four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know. <laughs> but but like. But, if you'd planned yeah. the three season story, then I'm happy. Because yeah. my my thing is like, I just want the story to be fully told. Me too. I hate the idea that they can cut it short. And I mean, love Victor. God bless it's solved. Season three was awful. Was that cut short? It was. I think it was 
meant to have uh, I, I don't know from what perspective whether it was money disney figures i don't know what uh-huh. went wrong with that one but season three really was like what <laughs> yeah no that was uh that was pretty wild rico and i were really irritated by it to be honest the whole of the season like season one was probably their best one but their pilot of season one was even better so it felt like why did they change it after the pilot because if you watch episode one which was the pilot of love victor and then go to episode two straight away you're like that's very jarring almost this the shift yeah yeah it wasn't the best not my favorite like like you know we're so starved for queer content it's like i don't care we Go were on. starved. I mean, they're coming thick and fast lately. Yeah, and then get cancelled after one season. But we'll get onto that later, I think. Oh, who are you talking about? I'm 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 just sitting cross-legged right now and just like scowling at Netflix. Are you talking about the lesbian vampire show? Uh, no, not that one. I'm talking about the two I mentioned earlier. Actually, Uncoupled and Smiley. Oh. Oh, okay. I've not Cancelled seen either after of them. One season. I mean, maybe don't bother because it's just one season left on cliffhangers. Well, that that's kind of what the lesbian vampire show was, and people were like, "Well, you've like the gays got theirs. Why can't the lesbians?" But if you watched that show, it was fucking awful. Oh dear. Like I, mean, I can see why they didn't renew it. it it's also very niche. <laughs> yeah lesbian vampires well it's like, kind of like a lesbian vampire you it's know? kind of like a romeo yeah. juliet thing it was like the uh-huh. one family is vampire hunters the one family is vampires the girls kind of love it it was it, it was very odd i can tell how bad this is just from your synopsis yeah it's not <laughs> worth it like if we had a lesbian heart stopper like where the the two main characters are lesbians i think it would be a hit oh yeah like I'm sure. A love a beautiful little love story. Perfect. It's all people want. Then you can go and yeah. experiment with vampires in your own time. Yeah, we need to build the foundation of like queer. We need to build the wall. And then, <laughs> and then we can and then we can build into it and get a little wilder. Saying that, I, I do love how Heartstopper isn't just Nick and Charlie's story. It's got like it's got Tao and Al and um Fuck, I've forgotten their names. Tara, Tara and Darcy. And Darcy. Yeah. It's got Isaac. It's got... Ah, it's good. It's got some good representation in like their, their sort of yeah. side characters as well. And I think I think with that TV show, like, like I, I stan Nick and Charlie so much, <laughs> but I think eight episodes were like... It was Nick and Charlie, and the other characters were literally just there to uh, like serve Nick and Charlie's plot. I think it would be a little dry. Like I think honestly, since getting into the out. like Osman verse, as it's called, like Alice's other novels, like uh huh, I love the world that they've built in like around almost around Nick and Charlie, but like, it wasn't uh-huh. initially around them. But like yeah. You know, in the graphic novels, there's a character called Alid. Yes. Who is like the main character, one of the main characters in the book Radio Silence. Uh huh. Like that. That whole story means such a lot to me. <laughs> and I never would have found it without Nick and Charlie. I didn't know that the Nick and Charlie book came first. Didn't you? That's a surprise to me. I still haven't read that either. It, it's, like after, it's after it's yeah. after heart stop like that that's set well after they've been together for a while i think 
Yeah. It's like they're, somebody's going to uni or something like that. Yeah. I haven't read it in a while. <laughs> I'm excited to read it. Oh, but yeah, that's my recommendation for that Radio book. Silence by Alice Oseman. Like, that book is going to be like a lifelong, just wow. special book to me. That is, it's just, it's weird because it kind of, it mirrors like my own almost life story. It's kind of odd in that way. But Alid is, I, I wish they'd included Alid as a character in the actual show just to make him real. Oh, yeah, I get you. But when also, when yeah. the, when it was revealed that he wasn't in it, I remember Alice saying on like Twitter or something that like his story is really special and it deserves its like own space or something. So I was like, yeah, I get oh. that, and now I get that. It's such read it, everybody read it. It's really worth it. Yeah, I will. <laughs> so back to the soundtrack. Okay. They spe- they had the specially created soundtrack as well, so not just the commercial music that gave Heartstopper like this extra sparkle to its already glowing musical deliciousness. <laughs> the official soundtrack was composed, and I'm so sorry to this person because I'm going to butcher your name. Adiska Chase is, I believe, how you would pronounce that. I, 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 I Don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is also credited as soundtracking season two. Thank God. Oh, great. Okay. Yep. Yes. I and we needed that. You. The reboot of Waterloo Road and the BBC at the moment, which blows my mind to think that these instrumentals have become like cemented in my mind since I first watched the show. And this was her first project after graduating from National Film and TV School. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Something interesting to note here is that she was also directed to have these track complement the commercial tracks used in the show, which gives a nice little oh. insight into how these shows come together in what order they do things. Because I was like, which comes first? Is it Lucid by Rina Sawayama or is it the like... I guess it makes sense as well because like you don't commission the commercial tracks. No, so, like, you, you have sort to of, pick yeah. and choose from like what's out there and then you build... And then you compose around them. Yeah, And I guess it makes sense as well from, like, if you can't find a a track that's out there that fits, you can then be like, we need something for this scene and that scene. Uh And Rena just doesn't fit in this one. (laughs) Yeah. So, the trailer for season two came out a few days before recording. Have you seen Uh, it? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, me too, me too. It doesn't give much away, but it's exciting nonetheless. It was so it was so annoying. Rico was in a meeting for an hour. <laughs> it, he he had a two hour meeting from three till five. Rico, and then and then at five past four, I go on a Twitter and I see the first couple frames of it, and I'm like, fuck, and then I like shut down <laughs> shut down my browser, and I'm like, oh, I can't even use the internet for an hour now. <laughs> and then I ran into his room, and I was like, quick, heartstopper trailer. Hot stopper, hot stopper now! <laughs> it it was gl- such a beautiful trailer. It really oh. was. I don't know what song they used for that. Shazam is not working for me, but it wasn't oh. Baby Queen like they did for season one. No, I didn't notice the song. There's there's a few lyrics huh. which makes me think it's not fully soundtrack, but some of it does sound like the instrumental soundtrack as well. Uh-huh. Hmm. I think. We're going to have a very different 
season music wise personally i don't know why i just feel having like oh. read the graphic novels i feel like the first season was very it was it's all about love it's all about coming out and discovering who you are and the colors of you the next season is we can be anything as i'm reading into the other baby queen song i think oh. we're gonna get more like you know some deeper moments maybe some darker themes, perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. I hadn't thought of it like that, to be honest. And I'm curious as to how they're soundtracking that. Yeah. And so, you already know some of the headline acts coming yeah. our way. Yeah. But I made a list anyway. <laughs> okay, I made a list too. Oh, did you? Okay. Of, of songs I would love to hear, because I know... I know some artists i don't know any songs oh okay so you know that the the artist rather than the songs okay that's interesting because so i'm just gonna say my list okay yeah and give not it say me. anything more okay give them to me okay so like i was thinking that like i really want more like dreamy happy summery warm tracks because of the I whole like Paris see trip. That, yeah oh i could see that yeah so Sipping on Sunshine by Avril Lavigne. Oh. I thought that would be so good. That is a shout. Uh, Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. It's just like classic. Like, mm. yeah. I'm not sure if they'd go that far back. Uh, yeah. But I think it fits with like, like if you listen to Moment in the Sun. I think yeah. it kind of fits kind of sonically. But yeah, maybe it's a little too far back. Ah, All About You by Hilary Duff. Oh, I literally, Jacob. I'm, I'm not a word of a lie. I scrolled through my entire iTunes library. <laughs> See, you did what I was going to do, but every time I came across a song, I was like, that wouldn't quite fit Heartstopper, and so I didn't include any of those. I only included the ones I was like, this would work so well. I'm more of like a wish. I'm. D- I, I guess I took it more like wish list, vibe. which I like, especially <laughs> since you know who's coming in like big names and that. Um, Animal by Neon Trees. <laughs> I thought that I haven't so thought cool. of Neon Trees in a long time. <laughs> uh, oh, Paris by Taylor Swift. Now that that is a very good shout. Um, Twilight by Bajan Style. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> I'm loving this Twilight. No. <laughs> no. I love no. that. I think that'd be really cute. I've never heard of the artist's name before oh really it's because they're fr- wait i don't really know why they're called bajan star i think it's like some area i think that, yeah that that worked <laughs> yeah um cut to the feeling by carly ray jepson oh that's an interesting shirt that feels like it's 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 almost too perfect mm. Uh, Let's Get Lost by Carly Rae Jepsen, Run Away With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen, Good Time by Carly Rae Jepsen and Owl <laughs> no, City. No, not oh. Owl City! Anything uh, but Owl City! <laughs> <laughs> Are you not a fan? No. <laughs> really? I didn't, well, enjoy, I didn't enjoy his Christian era, I have to say. Yeah, I was not a fan of the Christian era. No. <laughs> it really put me off. <laughs> yeah. Um, hypnotized by Purple Disco Machine. Oh, I don't know about that. They're a bit dance, like too dancey. Well, maybe if there's a dance thing in season two, though. 
True, maybe, true. Maybe, maybe mm. like lucid, where it's kind of in the back, but it's yeah, happening. it would, it would, yeah, put some like EQ weirdness on it. Yeah, anywhere <laughs> by Rita Aurora, maybe. No, not well, a Rita Aurora jump scare. The super spreader. <laughs> She's arrived. She's coming I, to Paris with us. Maybe it's because of like <laughs> working in radio, but like Rita Aurora as like an, an overplayed artist, especially that song, is just it it it, it hurts my brain. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, oh. They won't include this one, I'm sure, but. Uh, Say Yes to Heaven by Lana Del Rey. I really <sighs> love it. Um, the One Thing by Shakira. That's a deep cut. I don't know if you know it. No. It's like, you are the one thing that I got right. It's like really no, cute. I don't know that one. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get unhinged at this point. Stereo Hearts by Jim Class Hero. Oh my God, no. <laughs> oh my God. I literally just picked like every summary song from my library. Um, okay, I'm, I'm getting the theme now. I'm getting where you were going with this. <laughs> okay, so now, so now I, uh, uh, Daylight by Shepherd. I do love uh, Shepherd. I don't think I've heard that one. Rico introduced me to it like two days ago, and I was like, "Oh my god, this sounds lovely." Oh, listen um, to Riding the Wave. That's a bop. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna write that down now. Uh, 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 Okay, <laughs> okay. So now it's my unhinged three. Now my unhinged. Oh my god! Three. I can't believe that. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? One step closer by S Club Eight. <laughs> You're my number one by S Club Seven. <laughs> and this is literally fucking impossible because it came out yesterday. But these are the days by S Club. Oh, I saw your Instagram about that. But Alice, you still have season three, so just keep it in mind that S Club song because it's it's a good one. Okay, that's S my Club. word to you. <laughs> S Club. Oh, I literally love it. I'm seeing them the day before my birthday. Oh, amazing! I am going to cry. Buckets. Oh, I'm oh. going to scream. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely unhinged for S Club. I couldn't sleep Tuesday into Wednesday knowing that the song was coming out at 6am. Oh my God. Yes, because I, like, yeah. I think I messaged you because I was up stupid early and then I, you replied immediately and I thought, why are you up so early? <laughs> and then you posted that and I was like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and S Club liked one of my Instagram I stories. I saw that as well. Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, and I didn't tag them in it because I was like, I'm not gonna let them know my crazy, you know. <laughs> I didn't tag them in. I didn't tag them in the. Oh my god, that's close on my story. I was like, I'm gonna try and keep this out on the down low. I should have said it to close friends or something, but I wanted everyone but S Club to know how excited I was. You said that, but Jed would randomly commented on my photo the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me that was wild. I was so confused, <laughs> but I love it. Okay, so, do you want so what some yours? of my choices? Yes. I, nothing fit in my mind. I was having a real hard time. Okay. And then I remember one of the albums that have sort of made my year. And I think I would scream <laughs> if something popped up from Ooh. this album from Club Sport. Club Sport even. Uh, uh-huh. I think out of the whole album, Always Got the Love, Keep Me Safe or Hold would fit so well with like the Heartstopper aesthetic. 
Uh-huh. Especially keep me safe. Especially if one of the scenes I think <gasps> might happen happens. Oh. I think that would just make everybody cry. And it would oh. be just amazing to witness. I see it. Ooh, okay. Mm. Another person I think should definitely be on there, but I don't know where this would fit, to be honest. It doesn't feel like it would fit anywhere other than like a Paris night out, but like Madison Rose, iconic. I've not heard that, I don't think. Oh my God, whack it on real quick and listen to like the first 10 seconds and you'll see what I mean. Okay, right. Uh, We'll get a live reaction. Oh my, oh. Oh my god, I'm adding that on Apple. I'm adding that to my library right now. Oh, that's great. It's one of my faves. (laughs) I think that that would kind of work in a weird way. It'd have to have, like, it would need the right scene, but it could definitely work. Yeah. That that real, like, electronic. Are we allowed allowed to mention. Oh, okay, right. I'll just say it like this. It might work for episode six of season two. When oh. the thing's happening. I'm trying to be discreet because I'm not sure if we should say season two spoilers. Do you get okay. what I mean? The Truth Dare episode. It's called Truth or Dare. Oh shit, is it? Co- I didn't realise it was uh, called that. <laughs> yeah, so like we know what's going to happen in that episode. Yeah, like, Maybe this would be good music in the background. Madison Rose yeah. iconic. Because also, also then yeah. it's like the kids. They're listening to the cool, the edgy music. I want to walk like Tara. <laughs> I want to look like Linda Evangelista. I want to be Madonna. I love her. I love her so it's much. It's so good. I love that. Thank you. God, it's not even music room yet, and you're already popping off with the recommendations. I know. I I honestly well. thought you knew that song because like that's right up your street. It it, you know, perhaps it was too up my street. Not I didn't <laughs> see it. You know. Yeah. I couldn't see the wood for the trees. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I also think we will hear some Lizzo in there somewhere. It feels like Lizzo was missing last time. You've got everybody's gay. That seems almost too too on the nose. But special (laughs) as well are the two from that album that I think could really work with some of the scenes from the graphic novel, at least. Uh What about 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 damn time for the for the (laughs) for for a party event? About damn time for uh, Tao and Al getting together. <laughs> it's about oh, that damn time. That would be so hilariously mismatched. I would love like they, it. They finally kiss or something, and um, it cuts to credits, and it's like, it's about damn time in a minute. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I've just realised I only had three. The last one is, uh, when making this list, I realised how much I love season one soundtrack and how much of a mix of songs that I know and love and also never knew. Uh, so I'm happy for the rest to be new to me. <laughs> hmm. Uh-huh. Is what I wrote there. <laughs> I also forgot to say my last point about my list, which oh. was probably like over 70% of the songs you've recommended throughout the running of this podcast over the past few months. Like, I feel like they're also Heartstopper adjacent and, like... Actually, my music taste is very Heartstopper adjacent, come to think of it. Yeah, yeah. So One so of the like... ones from today's recommendation list, I think, actually could work really well, come to think of it. <laughs> oh. I want you to... I'm going to bleep this in the episode, but I want you to tell me one of the artists now, and I'm going to react. 
somebody from that review that you read. Okay. Okay, so one of the... Uh, so I should tell you... Yeah, just one. Okay. No more than one. Just one. Okay, one of the artists featured on the sound two, season two soundtrack is... Fuck yes! Holy shit! Hence the... Uh, <laughs> I thought it was fine to say it. Uh, oh, wait, no, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. <laughs> oh, wait, you can edit it out, so I'll say it, and then you oh. can edit it out. Uh, I didn't... Yeah, I just put it on the list anyway because I want it to be discreet. So I just said everything I thought would be good. Yeah. But there were but a lot of But we don't know which song it could be. Yeah, we don't know. We do not know which song. So it might not even be one oh of my mine. Oh my God, I feel like it might be and I've just slagged off. Nah, I'm, I am, I think maybe. Like yeah. as they arrive and walk around in Paris or something. It's such a hit with the gays, that song. But yeah, the, the, um, it's another one that we used to play, like, and this is like a clue, I guess, for anyone guessing who who the name was. Uh, we play it so much on Gadio that I just become almost numb to it. <laughs> Commercial radio fucks with your brain. I so I want to make puns right now, you know, but I can't. <laughs> Let's move on to the future real quick. Because we know that, like, <laughs> quite soon after this episode of our podcast goes out, uh, Heartstopper season two hits the world. Oh my god! Oh but my god! But what's next? What's happening? What's still to come? Like you said, after you watched season one, you and Rico went on a binge of like queer shows. Yeah. And I reckon that's what Amazon's trying to pull on us with their release of Red, White, and Royal Blue. Yeah. Which is another queer show. It's a book adaptation. It's a film this time coming to Amazon Prime a few days after Heartstopper on Netflix. Oh, really? That soon? Wow. To me, this feels like Amazon playing the streaming game. Because if you look at the... uh, uh, When I was researching all of this, I I stumbled across the Red, White and Royal Blue adaptation page on Wikipedia. uh, Filming for this film finished in... Oh my god! When? August 2022. So oh. they've had a full year. Heartstopper mm. season two finished filming December 2022, and they have eight episodes, 30 minutes long. That's four hours of footage. A film, let's say an hour and a half. They waited for Heartstopper because they want the queer audience to be in the mood to go over to Amazon. That's, that's I am cheeky. convinced of that. That's cheeky, and it's not like it's a Marvel film where the film's actually made after it's filmed because it's Capitalism. all fucking like CGI and stuff. Yeah, I don't. Oh. To, uh, you well, could argue Heartstopper's going to have more CGI than that as well. <laughs> have you seen yeah. the trailer for Red, White, and Royal Blue? Do you have yes. thoughts? Are you excited? Are you not excited? What's your vibe with that? I mean, so it's weird when I because when I think about queer content, it's kind of like a very different reference frame. So mm. like my reaction to the trailer was like meh but i do you want me to cut that <laughs> yeah, it sounded should... very insincere <laughs> maybe we should bleep that <laughs> yeah uh i will be watching it and i i am yeah. excited for it like that's the thing with queer content because there isn't so much of it like even when it's not quite my vibe or like it just doesn't look so great to me like a meh is still like excited do you get me? I used I I used to be like that until I started like writing my own stuff, uh, and I've come to realize 
I am so disinterested in red, white, and royal blue. And I think the reason for this is because if you look at the sort of premise for this, it's so far removed from my actual life that I do not give a shit about a prince and uh, the president's son. It's kind of serving lesbian vampires. Yeah. If you, even that's probably going to be better. But, <laughs> careful with that one. If you look at young royals, there was such a like a deep understanding of the class struggle in that show oh. with Simon and Wilhelm. Whereas this is just two rich dudes sucking and fucking is all I can say. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be like there's some slapstick. There's gonna be like it's just rich people problems, you've made and my, it's not you've made my jaw tr- drop. It's just I'm so not. Shocked. It's just not. I just can't find anything in there that interests me. Whereas Heartstopper is very like they're at school. They're just living their regular like everyday yeah. lives there's a lot to connect with and politics of young royals i find fascinating not only because oh, it's yeah. swedish there's also the class conflict between the two there's also the like simon's on like a bursary is it or like his place at the school is like conditional so he gets in more trouble than the prince like the choir scholarship yeah and then there's like this literal prince who's like, struggling with his like i guess privilege in all of that and yeah there's like a real like there's bits that i can relate to but there's also interesting politics behind it whereas red right and royal blue is the two like superpowers of the world and their sons are gay and they're gonna like pretend to be friends or there's there's, uh, nothing about it interests me you've like really like pulled back the curtain (laughs) on it like i'm I'm shocked I'm, i'm i'm when you like juxtapose those two things, like it becomes very quickly evident just how shallow it will be. And it feels very like on point for Amazon to be the one releasing it. <laughs> Don't know why, because it's all capitalism, but <laughs> of all of the places that's releasing the one yeah. with the like son of a president and a prince, it's like, okay, Amazon, yeah, we see you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Luckily, I I haven't used Amazon, so I have an excuse to not watch it anyway. So go and me. Well, I'll still be watching it. I'm just going to resubscribe to Prime for a month. Citation needed. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) All allegedly. But after that, after Red, Right and Royal Blue, we've also got season three, final season of Young Rolls coming. We don't know when. It's probably going to be next year now, but I am very excited for the uh, conclusion to that story. I'm really yeah, interested too. in how they're going to wrap that up. I mean, season two really left things on a... Oh, they did. I mean, that was really a, a, a moment. That was, it was something, yeah. I was yeah. ready and then they stopped it and I was like, no! <laughs> yeah. And so that concludes my deep dive into the soundtrack of Heartstopper. Hopefully a little bit of a lighter one for our I would deep like to... dive briefly make a point about what's next for queer tv though oh please do and say that streaming companies need to stop cancelling any (laughs) queer show just because it it seems like only teen Mm. gay male shows (laughs) Mm. are allowed to progress beyond one season so mm. Uncoupled was like 
I mean, it was like, it was very adult and like inappropriate and funny. <laughs> and it was about like uh, an old, old-ish, you know, 50s gay couple that got oh, divorced. Wow. So it's about like them navigating single life as older gay men who've be- who'd been married for like decades or like together for decades and married, you know? Oh, wow. And it left it on this thing. Rico and I loved it. It was so entertaining. And then biggest cliffhanger you can think of then they cancelled it or smiley a spanish language uh show oh wow uh, about two gay men in their 30s so i mean we're not even pushing the boat out so far from like (laughs) 16 or 15 year old gay gay males you know we're we're just aging them up a little bit but (laughs) still the same like gay men that's um, an interesting point. I never considered the age thing in the like, uh, the shows I mean, that get cancelled. Yeah, and I and I, you know, I mean, representation on other dimensions. I mean, that's not so good to begin with. Mm. So, yeah, I I, I hope well, I don't want to just watch. Like, I love Heartstopper, but I hope that what's next for queer TV is not ten Heartstopper imitations. I hope we diversify and broaden out. That's my hope. We don't need another heart stopper. We need branches. Because that'll be heart flopper. Don't describe my book like that. (laughs) (laughs) No! Because it's a book! It's different! (laughs) Oh, God! No! No, mine's very different. Uh, for many reasons with streaming services i feel like they find the thing and then they just do the thing like like the rats in the cage will just like take the serotonin until they die (laughs) like i feel like netflix will push the same button make another show like that make another show like that make another show like that you you get me because like actually we can really wrap this back into the whole capitalism thing really because that's what capitalism encourages people to do it's like that did well that made us money more more oil more oil more more more. (laughs) we're going full circle we've come full circle wow my god (laughs) but yeah if you're listening netflix uh once i've done the book you can you can buy the rights i won't let you have them but you can distribute the thing if you want them and, and if you're listening, Netflix, be very good. Don't you dare cancel Heartstopper before Alice is ready to end it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go to the music room. Woohoo! Okay. You go first, Kieran. Tell me some of something good. Okay, so not, my new recommendation comes out Friday, July twenty eighth, and so it's, it's out already. So it's out now. Because this In... isn't going out until the, what, 30th? Okay. 31st, it's, actually. It's, it's the day before I, I see you. It's the now future. <laughs> it's out I feel now. Like, I feel like we're time travelling. Uh, we Alex, Alex Zone's new single, No One Has To Know. Um, thank you very much, Alex, for letting us listen to it a couple of days early, which was very thrilling. Hell it's yes. just such a bop. Like... I work with Alex uh, so quite often producing for him and I, I am very jealous that I didn't produce that <laughs> that beat because that is so, it, the production is incredible the vocals are incredible the lyrics are it's such a cheeky 
fun. It's, it's just perfect. I love it. Oh, that's I do. This is the one of yours I have listened to because in my like <laughs> unpreparedness, I haven't listened to any of the others. Oh no! But I have listened to Alex Zone, and I I adore this song because of course I do. I love him. He's great, and this song is great. Such a ray of sunshine. Yes. Even when he's talking about doing <laughs> bad things, <laughs> he's still a ray of sunshine. <laughs> You're still my sunshine. (laughs) So, what do you recommend? Right, my first recommendation comes from Almond Milk Honey, all one word. Uh Uh-huh. It sounds like what three words? You know that? (laughs) What three words? Oh, my God. (laughs) Almond Milk Honey. Honey with an I. Honey. (laughs) The track is called Anxiety, all uppercase. Because it's a song about anxiety. And I don't know what it is about this song, but the lyrics are relatable. But there's something about the beat that just sounds really different. And I really like it. It's very fresh. I like it. I really enjoyed it. And it's very yeah. sing-alongable. It'll probably get stuck in your head because it's been stuck in mine for weeks at this point, And I love it. So there you go. That's a recommendation from My July. Um, so my next recommendation is by Product and it's his new single, Straight Up Out of Heaven. It's like so chill and vibey, has this cool vocoder intro, spoken verses with his, I, I think it's like, I don't know where Product is from. I think it's Australia or New Zealand. Well, apologies, product, but uh, whatever your accent is, it sounds so good when you do those (laughs) talking verses. Oh, my God. Oh, it is. This song is delicious. Oh, Oh, I can't wait to listen to that. I need to. Once I've got it on the playlist, I'm going to listen to that because I love love a spoken word moment. Yes. My next track is uh, from Daya. You'll know her from being a bi-icon, a bi-con, if you will. Um, this is her latest release. It's so dreamy and so summery. It's called Julianne. I think that's how you say it. It's, it's how it sounds in the song, but it's spelled yeah. with like an extra E. So I want to say Julienne. Julienne. <laughs> Any Julie. Julienne. Th- there's a spoken word like <laughs> bit in this song that I really like where it's like in the hot sand. Da, 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 da. And it's, oh, oh, yes. it's gorgeous. It's so pretty. This was my favourite recommendation from you was this it, week. Was it, Interesting. Just, oh, it's just del- oh, delicious. The, the songs this month are delicious. Now, they I are. loved it. It was so great. Uh, also, I want to briefly side note that, uh, like, the autoplay that plays other songs. Oh, yeah. After you, after I listened to uh, Julianne, uh, a song called Contemporary Love by another artist called Rev, Rave, Reve, I don't know. Reve. <laughs> Came on Reve. afterwards. And I loved that song too. So that oh, probably wow. won't be on the playlist, but there's a recommendation. There you go. Type in any of Reve. our team listeners. <laughs> yeah. R-E-V-E. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Julianne, I loved it. I loved it. Such the production, like everything, yeah. Um. Yeah. So my next recommendation is a song by uh, Inji. I would say Inji. Or I-N-J-I. 
Like the capital letters make me think I should spell it out. But uh, Inji, and it's called Unts Unts. Unts I, Unts? I, I saw this while I was scrolling through TikTok. Oh my gosh. Um, I saw one of her posts promoting it. And I was just instantly like, what? <laughs> Basically, it's this really like groovy, like club track. Like the bass line's like, the bass line's like, dum, 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 dum. Oh, wow. Um, and then it's basically all spoken word. <gasps> it's kind of like the chain smokers selfie, <laughs> but like make it like. Better? <laughs> girls and the gays vibe. Oh, okay. Energy. Um, and then the chorus is literally. All I want to hear is unts, 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 unts. DJ make Ooh. the bass go boom, 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 boom. It's it, it's <laughs> literally, it is absolutely great. It's, oh, I love it. I can't wait for you to listen to it. <laughs> I can't believe you brought up the chain smokers on this podcast. <laughs> we can bleep them out. It's fine. <laughs> we will bleep out every mention of the word chain smokers. Oh, God. So what's what's your next recommendation? Next recommendation from me is Paris uh, with a V instead of an A. Um, I don't want to do this anymore. It's relatable. It's very energetic. It's very Paris. And I love it. It's I just want to scream it. It's one of those that just it's one of those scream moments where you're just like, I'm sick of everything. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was really nice. Yeah. Nice production, I like it. Yeah. So, my next recommendation is from Yumiaki. Yumiaki. Do you know how how to say their name? I think Yumiaki sounds right. Yumiaki. If I got it wrong, I'm sorry. I'll do better next time I recommend you. Uh, But they have a new song out called Satiate Me. It's just so clubby and cool. Ooh, we've got a club Uh, member. Love her work. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Amazing. Uh, my next recommendation is from Muxtoon, which is not how you say it, probably. I've never known how to say it. Ricky Monk, Godmarie, and Cave Town. The track is called Nobody Loves Me. This is one I think might actually work really well in, um, Heartstopper. Not sure where, ah. but it's, it's so pretty. It's so beautiful. And I don't know what instrument they use for, like, the, the sort of, I guess bridge section where it's like it's just really nice and satisfying on the ears. Yeah, I thought it was really pretty. I liked it. Yeah. I feel like I had so much to say about the earlier ones and now I'm just like verbally thumbs upping. Yeah. But, but yeah, I like the songs. I love all your recommendations. Yeah. They're really nice. <laughs> um uh, my final recommendation for the week is Varden Aurora's new track, Addicted to Sad. I feel like I've I've heard of him. I think I've listened to yeah. some of his stuff before. Yeah. Um, ah, uh, he did the solo disco remix. Ah! Major. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, it's very groovy. It's kind of like, it Ooh, reminds like me, that. it's... It's very, it's very not thematically like uh, sexual by Naked. Do you know that song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or sensual if you're on the BBC. We should be. <laughs> they, they changed oh, it. Oh, sensual. God. We should be sensual. <laughs> I, 
Oh dear. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, that really took me out of my element. What on? Uh, okay, wow. Um, yeah, it's like it, it, thematically, it's not like that, but the production is kind of reminiscent of that. Mm. And I think it sounds very nice. Yeah. Yeah. My final recommendation is Hayley Hyoko's latest track, which. Uh, she released after losing one of her friends to suicide. Uh, and on a personal note, uh, my family have recently lost someone to suicide. And so this song just hits so fucking hard and it's just gorgeous, especially when it goes all instrumental towards the yeah. end. It's called Somewhere Between the Sand and the Stardust. And... It's just something else. I love um, Hayley Kyoko for this song. It was truly like an experience to listen to it. It was, it, it was beautiful. I, yeah. I don't know when she uh, went so, like, alternative. Because I knew her as being a lot more, a, a lot closer to by the book pop. But this She's is... always had this sort of in there, I think. Especially I on like... album tracks. Uh, uh, okay. I've only heard the main players, so they're probably, like, leaning more towards yeah, pure pop, they, I guess. Yeah, they will do, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, beautiful song. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. And that's the music room and Pop Goes Capitalism for this month. Pop. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Tick. Done. Ding. Yay. Cool. Oh. Well. It's Thank nearly you so time much for doing this. It's nearly time for season two, and I'm oh well excited. Oh my goodness, I can't wait! <gasps> I can't wait. I'm so excited. I want to buy snacks. I want to bake like heart shaped cookies. Oh my I god, what an idea! Everything. I want to oh do god, everything. Oh my god, I should bake. I should bake <gasps> homemade cookies. <gasps> wait, no, I've got it. I've got what you have to do. Oh my god, what? Leaf shaped <gasps> cookies. <gasps> With food colouring. And you do them with food colouring, so they're the different leaf colours. Okay, <gasps> at it's Jacob Edward on Instagram. If I actually make these, I will post them there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, you, sh- you have to do that. Oh, my goodness. I have to, don't I? I have to run and tell Rico about this when this is over. Oh, my goodness. We have to. Everyone has Everybody to Everybody has that. to. <laughs> What a way to end the episode. We're going to go and plan cookies. Have a gorgeous uh, August. We'll see you at the end of it. Bye-bye. Bye.